All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is July 9th, 2020. This is week 75. We hope you guys are having a blessed day. And we just want to say we thank everybody who tunes in. Uh, we see we already have a couple of comments. Sister Betty says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Sister Betty. And we got a comment from my friend John, who's actually in the <laughs> live audience right here. He's um, sitting in on the live stream. So thank both of y'all for the comments already. And we hope to see more from um, whoever's listening or whoever will listen or listen, watch or listen to the podcast later. So we like to encourage John or anybody else who has questions to ask them or any concerns or anything so if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while welcome back we hope you guys get something out of this message just um it's a good message every week is a great message when you're talking about the true word of god but as you can see from the title we'll be talking about the fall of the serpent the dragon uh the devil satan um lucifer he has many names but a lot of people don't know he actually started in heaven and he had his angels and he fought against michael which is just jesus and he had his angels and he fell from heaven as lightning and he ended up in the garden and then we all know the story about how they ate of the fruit of the tree that they shouldn't have in the middle of the garden so we'll be talking about that and a lot more tonight we'll be beginning in the book of isaiah but um, i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message thank you melvin before we move too far, we always like to start by saying a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can and will, we encourage you to do so. Bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you've granted us because, Lord, we know we're not worthy. So, Lord, we're coming before you first and foremost to give thanks to you for all that you've done to for us, Lord, all that you've done to us, with us. Lord, we thank you for how you've just continued to bless us with our life, health, and strength. Lord, we thank you for just continuing to lead and guide us into all truth, continuing to protect us. We know there's so much turmoil going on in the world, Lord, whether it be uh, people fighting amongst each other, whether it be diseases, whether it be earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, it doesn't matter what it is, Lord. We thank you for how you continue to protect us. Lord, we thank you for how you protect us over the dangerous highways, the roads. Lord, it's so much that we have to be thankful for. So, Lord, we can never say thank you enough. And, Lord, we're also praying that you would just touch this Bible study, that someone would grow from this, that we would all grow, that we would continue to gain knowledge and understanding, that you would open our eyes and our ears so that we could hear exactly what it is that you're trying to uh, communicate to us. And so, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already mentioned, we're talking about the fall of the serpent. And before uh, we before we get too far, we uh, I say praise the Lord, Sister Betty. And um, we also want to thank John uh, for being here with us. Uh, he's not on the screen, obviously, but... He is here with us, and so we encourage him as well as you guys to ask any questions that you may have at any time. And so we're talking about the fall of the serpent. And now when we read that, we don't see us in that statement. 
we only see the fall of the serpent, but we don't think about how we fail because of the serpent. But there's so much, even in that one statement, the fall of the serpent, because we were included in that fall. And even to this very day, we still fall all because of the serpent. So we're going to pick up in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 and we'll look at starting here at verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven? How art thou fallen from heaven? We're talking about the serpent. We know the serpent. Melvin told us the names, the dragon, the red dragon, the Bible calls him in the book of Revelations. The devil, he's been called so many names. And Isaiah's looking back and saying, how did you fall? Mm-hmm. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? He's weakened the nations because not only did he fall, but we fell with him. Now, we weren't in heaven as he was. But yet his fall caused us to fall. He weakened us. You know, that's that's actually what happens when you fall. A lot of times we'll be walking, uh, especially if we look at someone older, we'll look at uh, their legs get weak and they give out. But that's what happens to us, too. We trip and we get weak and we fall. Because if we were strong enough, we would have overcame the trip. But our balance was thrown off and we fell. And so Isaiah said, how art thou fallen from heaven? Now, notice he was in heaven. Uh, But thou hast said in thine heart, this is how he fell. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. This is how he failed because he said in his heart he was going to ascend into heaven. He was going to exalt his throne above God's throne. He was going to be above God. He got out of his place. And since then, we've been getting out of our place. But so he said in his heart, he didn't say this out loud. He wasn't as foolish to say it out loud. But we know right now, a lot of times we say a lot of things in our hearts. But what if people heard those things that we whisper in our hearts? How much trouble would it get us in? It got Lucifer here in a lot of trouble. So he said some things in his heart. And that got him kicked out of heaven. So we're going to flip. I want to flip over to uh, Revelations chapter 12, because we're going to talk about this same thing. I just wanted to introduce it in the book of Isaiah. And then we'll move over to Revelation 12 and I believe verse seven here, because we're going to talk about the same topic the fall of the serpent. But remember, we were a part of this fall. 
because his fall caused us to fall. And some of us have not yet learned to get up. We stayed down as a result of what happened with the serpent. So Isaiah said, how art thou fallen? We found the reason he failed because he said in his heart he was going to be above God. So now Revelation 12 and verse 7. And there was war in heaven. We just read why the war started. He was in heaven. He fell from heaven because of what happened in his heart. Our hearts can cause a war to start because we can transgress God by the things that are in our hearts. He told us in one place, he said, only the pure at heart shall see God Only the pure. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the out of the abundance of the heart, excuse me, the mouth speaketh. We can find out what's in one another's hearts by what people say, what comes out of their mouth. So it is revealed if a person has a pure heart or not. We speak a lot of hatred, a lot of evil, uh, a lot of we speak a lot of nonsense to each other all the time because somebody thinks it's funny. But it's because we don't have a pure heart, just as Satan did not have a pure heart. And it's going to cause a lot of us to fall. So there was a war in heaven because the serpent's heart was not right. Starts a war today between us and God. Having an unclean heart. That's the reason David said, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Because this will start a war between us and God. So, John here tells us there was war in heaven. We just picked up why there was a war. Because Satan wanted to be above God. He's jealous. We talked about this last night. Satan is jealous. And the Bible tells us God is jealous. His name is jealousy. He's jealous. He's a jealous God. But we found Satan be jealous too. Because he wanted what God has. You know, this is in us too, Melvin. <laughs> yeah. We're jealous. Because anything we see somebody else have, we say, boy, I got to make that mine right there. Ooh, did y'all see that? I want it. Mm -hmm. Everything we see, we become jealous. Is nothing but the serpent within us wanting to start a war. So, and there was war in heaven, all right? Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, mm -hmm. and the dragon fought against his angels. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. This is God. It's talking about God. God, with his angels, fought against the dragon and the dragon's angels. We know from reading, we didn't pick it up, but it tells us that a third part of the angels fought with the serpent, with the devil. He took a third of the angels in heaven 
and they joined him. Now, how deceitful is this fella <laughs> to deceive angels already in heaven? I believe it was the book of Jude told us about how these angels kept not their first estate, their first home. Heaven was their home. They left that home because of the serpent. They fell with him. So there was war because of what happened in the serpent's heart. And they fought against God. Mm-hmm. And prevailed not. They, they couldn't prevail, though. That's what Jesus told us. He told us upon this rock he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Because Satan had already tried to fight. He's still trying to fight today, but he cannot prevail against God. All right. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. They were kicked out. Jesus told us he beheld Satan fall like lightning. I know you don't know what that means. <laughs> he fell quick. That's how fast it happened. We see how lightning strikes. It's in an instant. You see it and then you don't see it anymore. That's how fast Satan got kicked out of heaven. It wasn't much of a fight. It was not much of a war in heaven. I know the scripture puts it that way. But Jesus cleared it up for us. He fell like lightning. Satan's no match for God. But he still tried to put up a fight. And he got thrown out. So he, he did not prevail. And his place was not found anymore in heaven. All right. And the great dragon was cast out. Mm -hmm. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Look at all those names we call him. <laughs> that old serpent. I know when, when we read the book of Genesis, a lot of times people feel uh, when we read that Eve talked to the serpent, we feel it was a snake. <laughs> But that's just what we call them. We'll get to that a little bit later. So that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Mm -hmm. Which deceiveth the whole world. Which deceiveth the whole world. He fell. Angels fell with him. And then we fell because he began to deceive us. This was a great fall. Because this fall caused us to fall to be deceived he deceived not half the world not one part of the world he deceived the whole world so what makes us think we're a match for him we see people deceived all over the world today because everybody's got their own faith you have your faith and i have mine Somebody say, well, that's just your opinion. No, that's just you being deceived. Because the Bible declares in the book of Ephesians by the mouth of Paul, there's only one Lord and one faith and one baptism. So the dragon, the serpent, he's deceiving us today to not truly find out who God is. To not truly find out what it is that we should be believing. 
because we feel everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I did a few things for God, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> I prayed yesterday, so I'm all right. <laughs> the serpent is deceiving us. God wants us to know so much more about him, but he's deceiving us. So he deceiveth the whole world. Uh-huh. He was cast out into the earth. Because he was cast out into the earth. He didn't start on the earth. He was in heaven. But once he got kicked out of heaven, he was cast out to the earth. Mm-hmm. And his angels were cast out with him. And his angels got casted out with him. Let's go to the book of Genesis now to pick up after the serpent fell to the earth he was thrown out he didn't want to leave heaven just as Adam and Eve didn't want to leave the garden God had to drive them out <laughs> so now we'll pick up in the book of Genesis because precept must be upon precept line upon line here a little there a little so we're going to connect this thing so we'll pick up verse 1 in chapter 3 of Genesis now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. The same serpent. The same serpent from Revelations. He was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He tricks more of us than anything else on this in this world. He's the most deceptive, the most deceitful. We fall for his trap. And a lot of times we don't know it. Sometimes we know it and we still fall. But a lot of times we don't even know it. All right. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Look at how the serpent deceives us. See, a lot of people feel the serpent told us in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 he told us he was going to exalt his throne above the stars of God the stars were the preachers because also in the book of Revelations he talks about the seven stars in his right hand were the preachers, the angels, the preachers. So Satan said he was going to get in God's preachers. And that's what he's doing today. That's why we have so many different denominations because the serpent is here deceiving the whole world. And somebody out there feels, oh, I know my preacher right with God. <laughs> Because we look at that nice church he got. We look at the nice car he got. The nice home. And we say he came straight from the Bible. But I want to show you someone else. That's going to come. Straight from the Bible. He's going to use the word of God. Read that again Melvin. And he said unto the woman. We, uh, I'm sorry. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Hath 
God said he attacked on the word of God. See, we already know God told Adam he could eat of every tree of the garden except one tree. One tree God told Adam not to eat of. And so now we find the serpent, he's, he still has the same thing in his heart. He hadn't changed. He's attacking by using the word of God. He said, let's talk about what God said. Let's talk about it. See, you know, I was thinking about this today. We don't really have a lot of conversation on what God said. We have a lot of conversation on what everybody else said, but not what God said. You try to bring up God on your job. See how far that lasts. <laughs> you try to bring it up on the job. It won't get very far, but you try to bring up a juicy topic. You bring up so-and-so got caught cheating on so-and-so. Oh, everybody, eyes get bucked. What you said? <laughs> he did that? Oh, I knew it. I knew he was cheating the whole time. We want to hear those type of conversations. But we don't discuss the word of God. And the devil, he wants to keep us that way. Because God told us, he said, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. The devil wants to keep us not knowing truly what God said, confusing, confusing us on what God said. Uh, I see we have a comment, though. Yes, Amy says, I finally caught y'all again. Hello. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? <laughs> um, we're so glad to have you here again. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, concerns or topics about what you want to say about anything please let us know um and we hope you get something out of the message tonight thanks again for tuning in thank you so much it's good to see you again so tonight we're talking about the fall of the serpent and so we're looking at how the serpent deceives us you know, when people think about the devil, you can look up, uh, you can type in the devil <laughs> on uh, on Google and see, matter, as a matter of fact, look up the devil costume. <laughs> we already know it'll be someone with horns, red horns coming out of their head, red cape, <laughs> pitchfork. <laughs> someone that we feel resembles the devil. But the devil doesn't look like that. He doesn't come to us like that. The devil comes to us with the word of God. You can't forget about his tail. He's going to have that tail. But the devil comes to us and fights us with the word of God. He doesn't come to us. How foolish would it be for the devil to walk around with a pitchfork and say you should believe me. How foolish would that be? Walking around with a red cape on. The devil's not that foolish. He's going to come as a sheep in wolf clothing. Excuse me, as a wolf in sheep clothing. So, he came 
to talk about the word of God. He asked Eve, he said, what did God say to you? All right. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Now, she said no wrong here. This was correct. But now she's going to do a little too much talking. Mm hmm. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye should not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Foundation was rocky. It was not solid here. It was shaky. Because God did not say you couldn't touch it and you'd die. He didn't say that. So right here, the serpent, see, the devil knows the word of God. Somebody has taught us for so long that all we have to do is say we believe in Jesus and we'll be saved. That's a part of it, but that's not the whole thing. Because in the book of James, he tells us the devil believes also. So if all I got to do is believe. Shouldn't that apply to the devil also? Because he already believes. The devil knows the word of God better than we know the word of God. But the difference is he's not going to do it. That's what Paul said to the Galatians church. In Galatians, I believe it's chapter three. He said, oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Who tricked you that ye should not obey the truth? Not that you don't know the truth. He said, you don't you won't obey the truth. That's the difference between God's children and the devil's children. One group is going to obey the truth. The other group will not. I was talking to uh, uh, a co-worker uh, just recently about tattoos. And I, I had to take a stand because I said, this is in scripture. That God told us not to do this. That's scripture. That has nothing to do with Tony. I don't make the rules. She said. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it though. I'm still going to get one. So. Sure. She believes in God. But she's not willing to obey the truth. Because of something she wants. This is what happens to so many of us. We know the truth. In a lot of cases, we know the truth. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. But even when we do, what good is it to know the truth but not obey it? So we find here Eve, she didn't have a full understanding. Satan is going to deceive, all right? And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Mm -hmm. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. <laughs> the serpent always has some sweet stories to tell us. He, the serpent can put you to sleep with these bedtime stories. He'll put you to sleep because it's going to sound so good to you. He said, look... I don't know who been telling you this stuff. You're not going to die. 
He presented it so well to her. But now, this is all in Eve's mind. The serpent was not there as a snake. He was in her mind. The same place he is today. He's fighting in our minds. Because we know God tells us to do a certain thing. But then somehow in our mind, we talk ourselves out of doing what God said. Because it's all in our mind. We know it happens. Because the devil is warring against our mind. So he tells you, look, God knows. If you do this, this is going to open your eyes. You're going to have a better understanding. This is the enlightenment. He knows this. He's trying to hold you back. You know, people, <laughs> I've seen this same thing happen today. People get upset with God. The devil can turn people against God. And they think God is trying to hold them captive. But it's the devil that's doing it. Let's keep going. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. She looked at it. She began after the devil had did this talking. She said, well, let me let me see what he's saying. See, we start to listen to the devil, give attention to what he's saying. When God tells us something, we should immediately say, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm going to listen to God. But instead, she said, well, let me think about it. Let me let me give this a little thought. So she began to look at it. She began to look at it. Uh-huh. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. It looked good to the to the eyes. It looked real good. Mm-hmm. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. To make one wise. Uh-huh. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. Now this was the not only the fall of the serpent we know the serpent fell down to the earth but now we find the fall of mankind so when we read this title way more than the serpent fell because we fell as a result of the serpent this is what led us to all the problems that we have today there would not be a coronavirus had the serpent not fallen to the earth and had mankind not fallen as a result there would not be the coronavirus there would not be the rioting the 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 looting the uh, brutality that goes on in the world there wouldn't be any of these things had the serpent not fallen and mankind not fallen these are the results but let's keep going here. So Eve looks at the tree and said, well, he kind of has a point. That's what we do. <laughs> we say the devil kind of has a point because it appears that he's right. It always seems that way. But God is always right. I was uh, doing some reading earlier and the scripture said, and it came to pass. 
everything God says will come to pass. He told them the day you eat of the tree, you'll die. And it came to pass. His word will always come to pass. All right. And the eyes of them both were open mm -hmm. and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now, the devil had made it seem as if he was going to teach them so much. He was going to make them so wise. But if he did, they would not have sewed together leaves <laughs> to put on his clothing. Look around us today. We don't see anybody wearing leaves. Because that's not wise. We know the leaves, once they lose their moisture, they shrivel up. We know the leaves aren't good to keep in the warmth. So the devil told them some things, but he didn't truly tell them what they needed to know. That's what he does for us. He'll tell us some things, but he's still going to humiliate you. He's still going to make a fool out of you. Because the devil knows he only has a short time upon this earth and he's trying his best to deceive all of us that's what he did to eve we'll get down to it all right and they heard the voice of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day they heard the voice they didn't see god they heard the voice he told us in one place my sheep will hear my voice they heard the voice my sheep will hear my voice even after we have disobeyed God. Even in the midst of our sin, the midst of our troubles. Somebody out there is going to hear the voice of God because he's calling no matter what state, what condition we're in. He's calling because God loves us. He's jealous. We talked about that last night. He's a jealous God. Because. Right here, when Adam and Eve fell. When they transgressed God's law. The serpent had won us. He won. But God is jealous. So he's calling to redeem mankind, his creation. God loves us way more than he loves everything else on this earth. That goes for that nice Range Rover that you like. That goes for the biggest mansion in the world. That goes for uh, <laughs> everything in this world. The, the tiger, the puma, any animal in this world. God loves people more. So he wanted to redeem his creation. So he's calling now. All right. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And even though God is calling, we're hiding from him. We're hiding because we know we've done wrong. We're hiding our face from God. He told us in the book, I believe it was Isaiah. He said, I stretch forth my hands all day long calling 
God's his voice right now is calling. He's still calling. Saying, where are you? And we're still hiding. You know, even even now, me being a preacher, there's certain things. People, they try to hide from you. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not I'm not crazy. People will know not to say certain things around you. They try to hide it from your presence because it's God's presence within you. People will try to hide things. But being a preacher, God allows me to see it anyways. Even here, God seen them even though they tried to hide. So he says, where are you? All right. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Where are you? All right. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and mm -hmm. I hid myself. Mm -hmm. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Who told you this? Because God said, I didn't tell you this. But that's what the serpent does. Since we don't know the word of God, the serpent adds things in it and tells us some things that God didn't tell us. And then we turn around and say that is God. That's deception. So God said, who told you this? That's the reason I quoted Paul. He said, who? Who tricked you? Because somebody had to do it. Someone had to trick us. All right. Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Giving Adam a chance. He's giving him a chance to confess. God is still giving us this chance today to confess of our transgressions. He's giving us a chance. But are we going to hide? Because Adam still was hiding. Mm -hmm. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to me <laughs> to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Good God from Zion. The man was still hiding. First, he said it was that woman. It was the woman. And then he said, you gave it to me. <laughs> Your fault. <laughs> Look at how he's hiding. This is the fall of mankind here. The serpent fell, and now we're falling because of the serpent. He's blaming everybody else but himself. But he was to blame. But he said it was the woman, all right? And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? Mm -hmm. And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now we see some honesty here. She said, the serpent, the one that fell from heaven, the one that in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, he just told us, this serpent deceived the whole world. So we see him right now beginning the deception, starting with the first humans God created. So he's still doing it today. He's good at this. He's been doing this since the beginning of time. We feel everything is all smooth. We feel we're not deceived at all. 
but he's still deceiving us. He knows the scripture told us he was cast out of heaven. Therefore, he knows what it takes. He knows what it takes to get kicked out of heaven. And so since he knows that he's trying his best to stop all of us from getting there because he knows the way. He's trying to stop every single one of us from making it to heaven because he's been kicked out. He knows. He knows what it's like. But I'm sitting here trying to tell us how to get there. We must look at the issues that took place from the beginning so that we'll know how to not allow the serpent to deceive us because we already fell but it's time for us to get back up to not stay in that same condition God wants to pick us up his arms are not too short that he can't save us he can pick us up no matter how far we've fallen he can pick us all back up that's what he wants to do his voice is calling all right and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. God gives him a punishment. He starts with the one that's, that caused all of this. He gives him a punishment. He said, Look, you're going to be cursed above everything else in this world you're going to be cursed the devil knows he only has a short amount of time so he's causing so many problems right now he's getting at somebody causing them to steal the bible tells us he came to steal kill and destroy that's all we're seeing in the world stealing killing and destroying he's using so many people it doesn't matter if you put somebody into jail. You you can't lock the devil up. <laughs> you can kill him, but you can't kill the devil. It does not matter what you do to them. You did no harm to the devil. He's still out there and he's going to use somebody else to do the same thing that that last person did. So he gives him a punishment, tells him he's going to be cursed and dust shall thou shall he eat all the days of his life. Now, he's talking about garbage. He's talking about trash. I know <laughs> we may not understand this, but what he's talking about is what I was hitting on earlier. See, if you bring up to your friends, to your coworkers, whoever, if you bring up God, nobody's going to eat that. Nobody's going to have anything to say about it. It's going to get quiet. It sounds like a funeral. Sounds like somebody, <laughs> nobody wants to talk. If you bring up God, but bring up anything else. Bring up some mess. Bring up some junk. Oh, everybody's eating that. 
Ooh, I've been waiting on you to talk about this. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting on all day because the devil resides in somebody. He's still eating the same things. He, re- The devil thrives on lies. He thrives on deceit. People love to hear some lies. We love to hear fairy tale. We, we live our whole lives on fairy tale. But you talk about the truth. The devil said, I don't want no part in this. <laughs> I don't have time to talk about this stuff. Let me talk about this fairy tale again. But so let's move on. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman mm-hmm. and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. He's going to put a division between the seed of the devil and the seed of God. That's what he's talking about. That's what we found Jesus do. He put a division. Even from the beginning, God told us there should be a difference between holy and unholy, just and unjust, righteous and unrighteous. There should be a division. Jesus told us, he said, think not that I came to bring peace. He came to bring a sword to divide us. He said the mother would be against daughter, father against son, sister against brother. Division. Because it's going to be a, we have to choose a side. Whether we're going to listen to the serpent or if we're going to listen to God. We can't serve two masters. So there was going to be a division. All right. Until the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Now, nothing has changed. Because the order that God established from the beginning, he has not changed it. We still know that there is pain in childbirth. We know that God has not changed it. Mm-hmm. In sorrow, thou shalt bring forth children, mm-hmm. and thy desire shall be to thy husband. Mm-hmm. He shall rule over thee. This is what God said. And we know these same things are still going on in the world today. Because this is what God gave as a punishment. Because before... A lot of these things we wouldn't have to worry about had we not fallen with the serpent. But let's keep going here. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Notice what he did. He hearkened unto the voice of his wife in the book of Corinthians. It tells us that Adam, he was not beguiled. He wasn't tricked. He was not deceived. Corinthians tells us. His wife was tricked, but he wasn't tricked. He only did it because his wife wanted to. We still see this happening today. (laughs) Man listens to his wife. Man listens to his woman. But this is how the serpent is going to deceive a lot of us. We must all, male, female, whatever, we must all listen to God's voice. 
And no matter who it is, we must be willing to take a stand for what God said, because it's going to be our friends. It's going to be our family. It's going to be those that we love who tell us to disobey God. That's who's going to do it. It's not going to be our enemies. It's going to be those that we love. Look at who came against Job. Told him to curse God and die. The serpent used his wife. It's those that we love who will come against us. Our friends. Job's friends even came against him. So. He said unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, mm -hmm. thou shalt not eat of, eat of it. Mm -hmm. Cursed is the ground for thy sake mm -hmm. and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. He said, you're going to have to go to work. The ground is cursed. Mm-hmm. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. We know our food comes from the ground. He told him this has not changed. We still need our food from the ground. We may not be going to get, we may get our food from Walmart, but Walmart had to get it from the farmer. Somebody had to go to work and grow the food for us. This has not changed and it will not change. This is the punishment because of our fall. This is the punishment. So he said thorns and thistles. We know right now the grass will overtake our house unless you live uh, where there is no grass. Unless you live at an apartment complex where there's uh, houses right next to each other. But anybody with a yard knows if you don't keep that yard, if you don't keep the grass cut, you won't have a house to go in because all kinds of bugs, snakes, all kinds of things are going to take over your house and make it their own <laughs> and charge you rent. So he told Adam, you're going to have to go to work to, till the day you die. You're going to have to work to live. Mm -hmm. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Mm -hmm. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Mm -hmm. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Now, this is where we see God's love. Though we fail with the serpent, though we fail, we see his love here. Because the devil had Adam and Eve make clothing from leaves and they thought they were wise they thought they their eyes were open but they didn't know anything and God knew that the clothing that they had would not suffice so he made them 
coats of skins. This represents Jesus, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. I know it doesn't tell us what <laughs> what kind of animal skin this was, but I'll tell you, it was the lamb. Because this was God's redemption plan. The lamb. A lamb had to be sacrificed. So that we would rise up again. We fell. But God was going to pick us up through the sacrifice of the lamb. And so he took the lamb and made them coats of skins to cover them. That's what Jesus does for us. He covers us. His blood. Flip back to Revelation chapter 12. Uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. This is where we were earlier. Uh, I'm sorry. Revelation chapter. Well, we can start at 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. Now, this is after Satan was kicked out. Mm hmm. Uh, and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God mm -hmm. day and night. Mm hmm. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. The lamb had to be slain to pick us up. We had fallen. We had been bought by the serpent himself. The Bible tells us we were bought back with the price. The price was the lamb that was slain from the foundation. That same lamb that was slain. See, after we sinned, everything had to pay a price. See, the ground wasn't cursed before we sinned. Eve wouldn't, didn't have to bear a child with sorrow before they sinned. And I say we because we were with them. Because even to this day, somebody can look at it and say, well, if I had been there, I wouldn't have did it. I would have just listened to God. Yeah, but why aren't you listening to him now? <laughs> What's different? He told you to do things right now. And you still make the excuses, say, well, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's going to fall. No. The lamb was slain to pick us up. To save us so that we wouldn't have to fall again. So that we wouldn't fall victim to the same trap. It would be foolish for me to walk and fall into a hole. And somebody, somebody comes by, Melvin comes by, picks me up. And I say, ooh, thank you, Melvin. And I get out and I look intentionally and I walk right back in there and say, Melvin, come get me out of here, man. <laughs> that would be foolish for me to do that. But that's what we do with God. 
we plan to fall a lot of times and say the blood of the lamb is going to cover me but so we see this beautiful plan to redeem us from the beginning this lamb was slain I want to pick up that verse before we finish it uh, in the book of Revelation uh, flip over one chapter chapter 13 uh, and verse 8 and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world this lamb was slain from the foundation because God he stood in the beginning and declared the end he's seen us going to fall but because he could not stand to see us go to hell with Satan and his angels he chose to redeem us this is uh, such a great story to see the love and jealousy of God so we mean a lot to him for him to send Christ to die for us we mean a lot to God I know a lot of times people make us feel that we don't mean anything uh, because you didn't go get a degree or you don't have a certain job or you don't look a certain way people find a way to reduce our value but to Christ he died for all he gave his blood for all he was slain for us all so it does not matter about race or height or ethnicity that that doesn't matter God created us all the lamb was slain for us all so it's up to us whether we take that sacrifice or not this is the best love story ever written to see just how much God loves humanity so when I read these things it brings me so much happiness because there's a lot of people out there that don't care about you, you know uh, I've seen so many instances where people have broken the trust with one another and they go on and say you know I'll never trust them again I'll never give them another opportunity to hurt me they said I won't even give them the chance to come back into my life but that's not what God did we broke his commandment and he still came calling for us and even gave his son because he loved us so much what a story so we looked at the fall of the serpent and through the serpent we fell but in that even though we fail we have a chance at salvation we have the opportunity and I'm praying that somebody out there would take it so with that said I'll pass it over to Melvin
Because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of talking. Man, it, as always, it's always a lot to say about any topic that we cover. And so at this time, if we have any more comments or questions, please feel free to leave them down in the comment section. I see we have a few. Sister Rosie joined us. She says, praise the Lord, Minister Banks and Brother Melvin. Amen. Praise, him, praise the Lord. We're glad to see you here. As well as um, Roderick left the comment. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. And praise the Lord. We're glad to see you here as well. We see um, Amy has been commenting throughout. Um, she says, misery loves company. Um, that's that's definitely true. I remember being in elementary school and when we would get in trouble, we would lose minutes off of our recess and recess wouldn't be that long anyway, but it always made me and I'm sure other people feel better. Well, at least at least they got minutes off of their recess, too. So at least I won't be over there by myself, even though we couldn't talk because we had to stand with our backs against the wall. Couldn't really move as a punishment for doing whatever we did in class. But it always made it better when somebody else was on there with you. Somebody else is suffering with you. And that's that's what happens with us. Um, I'm not sure if many people heard of it, uh, but it's called um, the, the crawfish syndrome. We, we don't want to see anybody doing better than us. We always want if we're doing poorly, we want to see somebody else struggling with us. And it's like. When you go to cook crawfish and um you you pick up some out of the out of the barrel, they're gonna be the ones that are left in there. They're gonna be reaching down trying to bring the other other ones back in, and that's what we do. We don't we're not trying to uplift others. We want to see them do as badly or as or worse than what we do, and that's not uh, the way that it should be. But um I I was listening to some sermons, a string of sermons actually um uh, from from this pastor and he was talking about the devil as well. And some of these date back to the late 70s, early 80s and we're reading the same Bible. God's word is the exact same way as it was then. <laughs> and the um the bishop said it's just as fresh as, as when Jesus put it in the oven. It's just as fresh <laughs> as when he baked it. It's hot. Served up on a pl on a platter right for you, and it's the same way because um God's word is is settled forever. Nothing's going to change about it. The same way that people got saved in the Bible days is the same way that we're going to be saved today. So why are we trying to switch it up? Another thing he um he said and what Tony mentioned earlier is the devil's not going to come with with horns on his face with this big pitchfork and a tail. Saying, follow me. I, I I know, I know. No, he, he's going to look just like the ones that we love. Just like the ones that we want to listen to. That, that would be foolish of him. He's Nobody's going to trust him. If we can plainly see it. He's not like the Grim Reaper. See, the Grim Reaper, he'll walk around with his hood and his scythe. Saying, it's time to go. But the devil, he, he, he won't be like that. <laughs> the devil, he... He started off in heaven and he's right in the church today. Preacher that we love to listen to, that we love to hear what he has to say because his messages are usually motivational saying that we can do whatever and still make it into heaven. When that is um, definitely not the case. Um, and I'm glad to tell you that because God has given us so many chances to, to get our acts together. Like he gave Adam, he gave Adam a chance. Like, be honest with me. And I, and I can remember, you know, growing up, and I'm sure other parents are like this too. They would know that we messed up. And then they'll come talk to you. And they'll say, now be honest with me. Did you do this? 
giving you a chance to tell the truth. And if you tell the truth, you still might get punished, but the punishment might be a, the punishment might be a little bit lighter just because you told the truth. But do we tell the truth? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, mama, I don't know who did that. You the only one that been in the room for the past three, four hours. Since something happened. No, I don't know. See, I already know you did it. <laughs> but that you know, and I and then the other messages um that this bishop preached, uh, we read in a place I forgot exactly where it is, but um it said God God's hand or God's arm is still stretched out. You know, he may be mad with us, may be mad at us and punish us, punishes us, but his arm is still stretched out. All we have to do is grab it. Hold on, because a lot of us will grab it, and then we'll let go. And then in right back up in the ditch or in the hole. We'll grab his hand again. And then end up right back in there. So he they said, um, in the Bible it says those who endure to the end shall be saved. You have to keep on holding on. It's gonna get tough. It's not gonna be easy, all because of the original sin that happened in the Garden of Eden. It's gonna be tough. But the devil is very, he's very smart. Um he's not gonna just come at you and say, you know, God's not real. He's gonna come at you with something small and it's gonna gradually and gradually build upon itself to get you to believe, oh, well maybe this God guy it isn't real at all. But it's it's gonna start off small. And and in one way he fools us is there are a billion different churches. I don't know how many denominations it, it truly is, but the book of Ephesians, it says there is one Lord and one faith and only one baptism. There's only one way to get baptized, only one faith that we should believe in. Paul said we should all be walking by the same rules. And there's only one Lord. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. It's not two, it's not three, it's not four, it's, it's one. But see, we get confused because we have all of these churches on every corner saying, this is how you're saved. Another church saying, this is how you're saved. And then we go right down the street and saying, oh, this is how we're saved. And they all say, God told me this. Somebody's lying. And I think I got a good idea of who it is. And some of them may seriously be, be sincere about it but they just don't know. They think they're on God's side when they're doing the exact opposite. And how can we know if we have to study the Bible and see if what we read matches up with what they're saying? And nowhere in the Bible are they preaching and asking for money. Send me this monthly donation. Sow this seed and God's going to bless you. All the time they're talking about trusting God, trusting God, trusting God, and then they're asking you for money. <laughs> oh man, how how easily are we fooled? Somebody said the preacher, why are they telling you to trust in God? They don't trust in God, they trust in you. <laughs> you're filling their pockets up. They have these big multi-million dollar churches, and people in the sanctuary are in poverty. We should be going to the church when we need help. But we're giving church all our money and all these various church services asking for a donation, asking for this, this um, tithe and offering. See, that devil is, is right up there saying the Holy Ghost told me somebody is going to donate $200 tonight. Whoa. Oh, man. 
it's, it's the devil. There's nothing new under the sun. He, he always, he's always been up to his schemes. But um, I don't have uh, much more to say. We just thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you to Amy, Sister Rosie, Roderick, Sister Betty, and John, <laughs> who's sitting here with us, who, um, who left us a comment on the live stream. We really appreciate you guys sitting in with us and tuning in. And we pre appreciate you guys for listening in on the podcast afterwards. Um, we see that we have people listening there. And as we always like to say, if you have any questions or concerns, or if you want us to cover a certain topic in one of our future videos, we'll be more than happy to do that because we know that there are people that want to seek God out there that have questions. So um, if you would just share it or like it on Facebook, like the video on Facebook if more, so more people can see it, we'll be greatly appreciate, appreciative of that. So I see that we don't have any more comments, so we're going to end it right there. We're going to wrap it up on another great topic. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. There is joy to there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every storm because storms are happening always and there's always a reason to be joyful in the middle of them so again thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god thank you guys and be blessed Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.